All right, little after four, Aaron Boone at five. Yankee lineup tonight, Gaudy, Judge, Didi, Stanton, D.H., Hicks, Bird, Andahar, Romine, Walker, Severino. Uh, that's where we are. Severino against Kluber this evening. Uh, as we said, Aaron Boone will join us at five as the Yankees open up four games with the Indians before uh, the All-Star break, which finally comes a week later than I think it's ever been. I don't think it's ever been as late as this. Um, my old friend from Fox, Julie Stewart, thanks here. How are you? Good to see you. <laughs> I'm good, thanks, and you're Mike. You're in New York these Thank days. Thank you now, for having right? me on. Yes, my uh, pleasure. Monzo, nice to see you. Visiting. Monzo and I were just talking because I live just right up the street right, right. now. Do you but like New York? I love it. I I had a hard time in the winter. I know I'm from Canada, but right. I came from LA. I was soft. My blood had thinned. It was really hard on me. But now I'm back. I'm tough. I'm How New many York years tough. Did you, now you went. You're a Canadian girl who went to. Fox out in L.A. How yep. many years were you there? Three and a half. Then you came here to go to Boston this year. Yep. You didn't stay at Boston very long. No. Had a, had a cup of coffee and uh, a bar stool, well, and then. Uh, but tell me before I get to Boston. Tell me about New York. Do you like New York? Yeah, no, I love it. You grew um, up in what town? I grew up Did in Toronto. Up, you grew up in Toronto proper yep. or outside? In the city. Is Toronto a City like we think of a city, or yeah, is it oh, yeah. a little no, slower than that? No, it's a uh, you know just tumbleweeds well, you know, but and I mean, horse and buggy. Is it a real like crazy? Yes, like, it is. Traffic, it's, crazy. Yeah, oh, tons of traffic. Oh, okay. Real city. It's like a New York light. It's a bit cleaner, a l- little bit nicer. See, that's what I mean. Nicer, but, you cleaner. You know, it's it's still Canada, so it's still sort of. Hey, it's not the big leagues. See, we necessarily. think now maybe this. I'm going to kill for saying that, but now maybe this is provincial. But we think that Canadians are very nice because. Here's the first thing. Hockey players, as you know, are the Very nice. best, ho- best guys in the world. They're like the nicest guys you ever meet in sports. They're nicer than all the other players. They're more generous than the other players. They're easier to interview than the other players. They'll do more they for you. They don't say anything at right? all. They don't say anything, but they're friendly. But they're nice. They're they're nice. nice. Is everybody in Canada that way? You know what? Having been up there a couple times this summer, I forgot how nice everyone was. That it's almost suspect. You know, like, why are you why are you letting me go ahead of you? Why are you saying thank you? So they you? are that nice. Well, yeah. he, well, you got a little, you get rid of that here in a oh, hurry. Oh, trust me, Mike. I'm I'm America tough now. <laughs> I, I am not letting town, anyone go through, street, yes. especially New York. Yeah. I'm, I'm running in front of everyone. It's, it's I'm full in New York now. So uh, you've been in New York now for a couple months. Yeah, since December. All right. Uh, what can you tell me that, <laughs> you can tell me anything about Boston because I don't know anything. I, uh, I went on well, your show with you the first day. Mike, you were my, you were one of my first guests I, ever. Yeah, first show. I did the first show, but I, I didn't hear a lot after that. <laughs> uh, I have to be honest. You, you, you never tuned in again. I didn't. I didn't. I, I, you <laughs> Come know, on, you did. I didn't. I, I have to be not honest. A, I didn't listen purpose, a lot. Not on purpose you did by no, accident. I didn't listen a lot. I have to be honest. But tell me about the experience. Uh, it was great. I mean, like, I took a chance on doing something completely different. You know me. I was a sideline reporter, a news update anchor, and Barstool is the antithesis of that. Yes. It is being a little rough. very authentic. A little raunchy. Very anti-establishment. Yes. And it was a great experience that I'll never forget right. at all. And I really enjoyed doing radio. So you came on my first day on right. the show that I used to host. Right. And I absolutely loved it. I love that you get to say what you want have personality, have an opinion. Those are all things that you never got to have as a sideline reporter. It's hard on TV. First of all, TV does not lend itself, even sideline reporter, but really almost anywhere, to have (laughs) opinions or be edgy unless you have your own show. Because, you know, you're part of a game or you're part of a studio and everything is to the second and everything is, you hit the tape, hit the tape. You get two sentences to talk about something on the field. Someone asked me once, 
because I used to, for years I was in the studio as the, you know, the analyst many years when I was young. And people would say to me, who would start out and do it and say, what do you tell me? How should I do it? And I said, hey, you're talking headlines. And yeah. in TV, that's all you have time to do is talk in headlines. You don't have time to if explain If you're an analyst, anything. you literally get 30 seconds yeah. to explain one point. And, of course, you know, you have a couple hours on here. We had two hours in the morning. It's tough, though, to fill that time. And so it really taught me to figure out how can we have four topics and just, like, beat them till they're dead. And so that was good. Uh, obviously, I'm no longer there. I'm fun employed currently, Mike. No, wait, but wait a second. You left because you, 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 it wasn't the right just, fit? You know what? It's, I mean, it just wasn't the right fit? I liken fit. this to... What would, uh, how would you explain it? A lot, a lot of people ask me all the time. I get messages at the yin-yang still. Why aren't you there? Right. You know, what happened? And honestly, we just weren't the right fit for one another. Okay. Um, right. I think, like, even from the start, a lot of people question why I went there. And... Right just because of who I am and my background and the kind of person I am and, and what kind of organization they are. And I think we... Organization. There's the hockey stuff. Or, there's the Organization. Organization. Right. That's America. Don't make fun Julie, of my accent. be America. Don't make fun um, of my accent. But honestly, it's like, I think we each probably wanted the other person to be different. Gotcha. And in the end, we weren't. And they all are doing great things. They've, you know, they've found a way to capitalize on a marketplace that is so hungry for them. And so I've learned a lot doing that. And now knowing that the media landscape has changed and is changing, I want to take what I learned there and bring it, hopefully, to a network or some sort. What it's so different, isn't it? And we're talking with Julie Stewart-Binks, who was a Southern reporter at Fox and did a lot of different things for Fox. And now, ESPN. I had a ESPN, cup of coffee there, okay, too. But out in L.A., Let's be honest. You guys hobnob with all you do. Oh, all, like I know you're eating this stars, stuff. You, yeah, you love all this uh, different stuff. But it's different here, isn't it? Different. It's very not different, as, right? Because you do you did do that out there, mm -hmm. right? You I see was. It, oh, yeah, I right? yes, I was a, a big A-list celebrity. No, you did that uh, stuff. Elbow Let's rubber. Be, hey, you did go. Listen, I'm not trying to embarrass, but you did go out with. You, right? You had some Wait, guys. What were you going to say? You went out with some guys who were on TV. Yes, right? yes. They're, I, they're I used to date some guys that were on and different sitcoms. series and stuff. Sitcoms, plural. Yeah. Right. Lots of, uh, you know, I was, hey, let's just say, when you get to L.A., you start to drink the Kool-Aid. You start to gotcha. you, you mingle with that type of person. Obviously, in New York, it's not that way. It's different. When you hit the streets here, it doesn't matter what you do, who you are, where you come from. <laughs> it's elbow You're to elbow. standing in that you know, pea-smelled right. subway, uh, and uh. that's just what it is. And I like it. I like that it's real here. Yeah, you it's do. real. Okay. You get kind of, like, caught up in all that stupid stuff Did there. you like L.A.? Loved it. I mean, it's warm every day. You just become really soft. You become Did soft. Did you like the weather? Did you like the fact that Duh. it was 75 yeah. every day, right? It was, but you kind of become a robot and that, like, you don't know when, when the seasons are. You don't really have a hate or a love for anything. You're just sort of like, yeah, it's chill. It's cool. And that's how their sports scene is a bit, too. Like, no one is... Like, you know, I sit and I listen to you on here, and, and the people calling in are obsessed with Yankees, Mets. Right. Will the Mets trade DeGrom to the Yankees? Will this happen? Will this happen? It's not the same well, They're LA. also obsessed with someone you know pretty well, and that's the Met manager, Callaway, yeah. uh, which I know we'll get to in a minute. Mm -hmm. But before I do, I also think of you, I think of the two, the two buddies, the Canadians who yes, went down there. Jay who, and Dan. Jay and Dan, who I got the biggest <laughs> kick out of when I was doing the Fox stuff, when I was, before yeah. I left Fox, and I did the Fox stuff, I got the biggest kick out of those guys, and those guys used to love if I beat the heck out of them on the show. They got the biggest kick out of it. Here are two guys. You talk about guys who 
took a chance. They went to L.A. Yes. They were gods in Canada. He, they, were, they still are gods I mean, up there, they, but they, they were gods. But they loved them in Canada. I mean, they uh, were crazy obsessed. with them in Canada. They came down. They took a shot in, in L.A. in America. Didn't work out. It, it never, a, and a lot of things didn't work out with right. that first FS1 Absolutely. installation. No, they, well, as we well, are let's be casualties of that. Well, they did a ridiculously bad job. What they did was they went in the store, and this was their problem. They had a ton of money to spend, and they said, I want to buy this, 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 yes. this, this. And then they figured, I can't use all this stuff. No. So they bought me, and I shouldn't have been bought, and I admitted I went for the money. It was a mistake. And then they started preempting me, so I went nuts. After they promised they wouldn't, which they admitted. Yeah. And then they, all that they soccer, bought the, Mike, golf, the soccer and the golf and everything else but those guys now are back in canada yes they're your buddies yep how are they doing they're doing well i mean they're doing their exact same show that they were they doing went back to the same show you know and they didn't care if they stayed down. where do they live in what city they live in toronto and oh they are so they're toronto yeah. guys okay. yeah you okay. know they're canadians they get to talk about hockey and stuff like that that they didn't Canadian football, all that jazz that you don't talk about down here. But, I mean, there were sides to leave. Like, imagine going from living in L.A., a little bit of a bougie lifestyle, to going back up to the farm in Canada. It's not really, like, the same trade. So. All right. Give me give me this. Educate me on this. Talking with Julie Stewart-Banks. Educate me on this about Canada before we move on. <laughs> I just got something from okay. Mickey because I want to get on Mickey again. I get, I've been getting on Mickey a lot, I have to admit. And I don't know him. I know, I've, I've interviewed him once. And I've been killing them. So, and you know them well. So, I want to get to some stuff. But number number one, a Toronto versus Montreal rivalry. One's very French. One's not. Right. Yeah. What's the difference between living in Toronto and living in Montreal? Definitely, uh, there is a English French speaking sort of so rivalry. It's a, there's a language problem. Oh yeah, okay. it starts with the language. Right. And just, I mean, in do my they look, does Montreal look down on Toronto? Oh, of course. Oh, they it's do. Like, it's okay. like that. They think um, Toronto's upper Americanized. On French Canadian sort of. And they think they're Americanized. Better. They yeah, think you guys are is... Detroit North or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, Detroit North. I mean, a little <laughs> bit better than that, but uh, yeah, it definitely comes down from a language thing. Right. Even comes down from, and you might have remembered this back in the day, but Quebec wanted to separate from Canada. See, I don't remember that stuff. But I don't even. Know <laughs> you don't know, I don't know your what, Canadian I, politics I, from 1996. You got Mike. me on that one. I don't remember yeah, it, but, so, but okay, but okay. Okay. Yeah, so the, th that it's is... A, it's, a, it's a language barrier first. So when it was the Jays and the Expos, obviously that was was a huge, huge rivalry. Toronto, Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, still huge, but I would say Montreal-Boston is someone wants bigger. to If someone wants to live in, in the fanciest part of Canada, would that be in Toronto? Would that be in Montreal? Oh, you could throw Vancouver into the mix there, Oh, Vancouver, too. which is very, a pretty... I've been there a couple times. That, that is a beautiful city. Yes, costs yes. a lot of money to live there, very, too. Very pretty city. Kind of, you know, it's above Seattle, so it's got On that water, Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that whole blue-green mm -hmm. thing going. Blue water and green and, and trees well, everywhere. Lots of blue and green there. Lots of lots blue and of green. Blue Just green. like Seattle, lots yes. of blue and green. That's All it. right, sorry, put everyone to sleep with Canadian talk. No, I'm hair. interested in that stuff. I'm, I don't <laughs> care. If they, listen, not, this is for me. I don't care. I'm being honest. What about the middle? What about the middle What's of the Canada? Middle of the Canada, farm, Canada like, the farm boys, you the, know what? The there's, rodeo guys in Calgary, the farm guys in between. Yeah, there's what about words that? I would use. Which on, is where on, the hockey guys come from, right? Oh, they're all from there. I would use words that I could use on yeah. my old radio station gotcha. to describe that. I used to live in the prairies in a city called Regina, and you know that city, right, the right. city that rhymes with fun. I got gotcha, you. Right? I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Nothing there. No, absolutely. Saskatchewan Rough Riders. All right? Gotcha, right, CFL, right. big CFL towns in the middle of Canada, great people, just hearty, warm Manitoba, gotcha, Alberta, but the sticks, not not a, not a lot to write home about. That's all. All right, I'm gonna take a break.
Uh, and then we're going to come back and talk about uh, Mickey Calloway, who is a big subject on this station. We'll do that right after this. All right, now, uh, we brought up before why Rosario's not in the lineup. You know, he's been hitting well lately. He's had a lot of energy last couple of games. He's had two doubles and a triple in his last couple of at-bats. He had the big double last night. Here's what Callaway said. He said that Rosario's sitting today in part because of how well he's been playing, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's made noticeable strides in his approach, and the team wants to make sure he sticks with it. Against Scherzer, which we know, he's facing one of the top pitchers in baseball tonight. That's not necessarily the easiest thing to do. Do not baby these guys. This is, you know, it's just so wrong to do this. Now, to the other part of this, I've been very hard on him. He's not allowed to come on the air with us because the Mets were with us for 28 years. They left the station. They went to a different station. They don't let their people come on our air. They felt jilted when they left. The Yankees came on. They left. You know, so, uh, so there's been that. So the Mets haven't been on our air in years. Now, so I've been beating him up from a distance. Usually, like, if I beat up the Yankee manager, I have him every week. So I have yes. to confront him. I don't get to confront Mickey, and I haven't been to see him this year. I haven't gone down and talked to him when I've been at the games, and I haven't been to many Met games this year. So from that standpoint, you happen to know this guy very well. You've known him when he was with mm-hmm. the Indians. So you yeah. go back with him from that standpoint. Uh, first of all, big question, big picture. How is he handling being with this god-awful team this year? Well, speaking with Mickey, he is dealing with it well. I mean, he knew it was going to be an uphill battle. He knew it was going to be probably pretty negative. He blocks out all this stuff. Obviously, how could you deal with this every single day? He knows that he's trying to just, like, really change the culture. So, you know, he's getting hit every single day with all this kind of stuff and has made some suspect decisions in the yes. game. Knew he wasn't going to have the greatest players. Obviously, injuries and different things like that. Trying to sort of ride the wave and at this point. I also want to love the players. He's been very, you know, I'm going to yeah. love them. And I know. asked him that. I was like, you know, what is sort of your mentality and your goal right now? And he's like, I just want to bring together sort of a broken clubhouse in a way, the feeling that things aren't going well and like be that man manager make sure guys are confident that they feel good and it does mike seem a little bit like coddling when you when you read that statement right there and i asked him why rosario was not in the lineup let him face a good pitcher this is not how's he gonna learn that's the thing like but to that point max scherzer could have a no-hitter tonight against the Mets. Well, yeah, any Destroy night. this. <laughs> and pro- he probably will have a no-hitter tonight and then destroy this confidence. But you play in the major leagues, okay? You got to be able to go in every single night, doesn't matter who you're facing, and step up. So, you know, most guys say they don't listen or hear it, but they do. Because it's human nature. Everyone hears it and sees it. You yeah. got, you almost have to. You, you almost want to see it. Like, you want to see that dirt getting, on you. And he's been getting pounded for weeks. He he's made some really head-scratching decisions. Plus, Earlier this week, plus he's, for instance. Plus, he's big at saying the process a lot in the post game. He gives you a lot of that earthy, crunchy, yeah. That yeah. Earthy, what I call earthy, crunchy stuff. It's, you a, know? it's a very hockey thing. They like to do that as well. Oh, is that how you see oh, that? Yes. Vanilla. Really? Beyond belief. But also the idea that, you know, this is all a process. But also he started with no one's ever going to love players like I'm going to love these players, which almost made me want to throw up the first time it I heard that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, 
what does that look like no, on a day-to-day level? We're talking about men. They don't want to be like kick them in the rear end, hugged every Knock single the day. Knock the buffet table over. Yeah, I mean that's like, it. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see an edge. I want to see a little axe murder. He doesn't in each have one an edge. Players. This guy. Now, does he have an edge? You know him better than we do. I don't think he has an edge. I think he is a good. I think he has the capabilities of being a good manager, of being a guy that like you want to play for. Now he had a big record as a as a pitching coach. Yes. Last year they set records. Yes, he did so well with the Indians. And remember, of course, obviously facing the Yankees and the streak they went right. on ahead of he that. Was a, he also had a great manager to learn from. Right. But he hasn't learned much from him because that guy's a great manager, and so far I haven't seen that. Well, in he's Mickey. Th- okay, so he's thrown into the deep end here in many different ways. He has not managed a team before. He's managing in New York. He's managing the Mets. And he's in the National League. Too. Yes, yeah. systematically might have some issues that are above him. Maybe certain people Maybe. micromanaging things that they aren't necessarily involved in. So I know that he's also really trying to work on player development, which they need beyond belief. Culture and player development were things that he definitely preached to me. And But the thing is, you so can't is rebuild confident? in the is city. Is he confident? Do you sense he's confident? <laughs> I don't even know what... Okay, he's confident in that he can do something with this group. It doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. No, I, I mean, I don't think he is this year. He's first, he's got two two more years and an option on his, like on his deal. Like, this year has to be a throwaway year for him and his Yeah, mind. I think the feeling is that the Mets would feel that if they did something to him now, that they would be scapegoating him and putting it all on his shoulders. Yes, and I don't think and they, they want. I don't think they want to do that, no. They can't. they got to give him at least one more year to, like, see what he I can do. I think they will give him the start of next year. I think. That, now, if a new general manager comes in, you never there know. He, he might want a clean house. Now, if they get a guy from the outside, especially... He might say, I want my own guy That's as part very of the true. deal. That could happen. And I'm hearing that someone from the outside could be it. Well, they're gonna they're definitely gonna look, but that doesn't mean because they do have guys here who have been general managers and they have a guy who's been waiting a long time to be a general manager. Right. So, so th- a lot of things happen. in play potentially. Right. Um, but of course everyone's looking at what's gonna happen with their pitchers. Everyone li- on who's calling in today on every show is like, Where's DeGrom going? Yeah, I don't is, think he's going anywhere. No. Not at all. No, I, don't, I don't think he, the big pitchers, the only doesn't want to trade the big pitchers. He never no. has. Uh, Wheeler, yeah. on the other hand. Maybe. You know, he's yes. pitched well. Yes. You know, he's done, to give him a compliment, and I want to be fair, because the bullpen guys have been horrible, and he said he was going to use the bullpen guys in a very unique way. Well, if he meant badly, he's done a good job with that, <laughs> but because they've been bad. But his he has made Matt's a better pitcher, and yes. he has made Wheeler a better pitcher. So Both of them better. They, now, Dave Island's there, too, with him, and mm-hmm. Dave Island was a good pitching coach with the Yankees, so he's, he's a good, he knows his stuff. But the two of them have made those two pitches better. They didn't work with Harvey. Mm-hmm. Harvey's done better since he left. Yes. And Harvey's a little out there anyway. Yeah, he's got yeah. his own issues. Yeah. That he's but he's pitched better with. since he was in Cincinnati. He's done well. He's he done has. Better. He certainly has. And yeah. if you can make those two pitchers better, as you said, Mats and Wheeler, and then take them and ship them off and get something back. Yeah, I don't think they'll trade both. Maybe no, one. Maybe no, one. no, just yeah. one. Yeah, one. maybe one. Syndergaard, we, you know, he's missed a lot of the year, too. Yeah, but he's coming back Friday. Yes. So yes. that's good. Hey, Mets, not oh. all that bad. Oh. See, Mike? Wor- not all that bad. Worse. <laughs> Worse. Just, well, plus if you're at the bottom, you can only go you know, up, right? Plus, the problem is, too, you're in a town where the, the Yankees are the Yankees, you know, which makes it so much harder for the And the Yankees it's are always killing it right now. Yeah, it's always hard on the Mets. It really is. Okay, yeah, you got- let me get a break in. We'll come back and we'll finish with this. So, But again, I don't agree with him today, but hey, I can understand the Scherzer part a little bit. I just think make the guy go out there and let it grow a pair. Make him play. Mm-hmm. Make him play. All right, back after this. 
Uh, I'm here, and I've been chatting with uh, Julie Stewart's Binks, and now I see Bernie Williams is in the house, so uh, we welcome Bernie in. Bernie, welcome. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Good to man. see you. How's everything? Great seeing you, too, man. I'm, I'm staying busy. Yeah. Staying busy, as always, you know, doing my music thing, doing my charitable, uh, charitable things, and uh, trying to stay busy. Julie, uh, Sounds Bernie, like you're pretty busy. Bernie, <laughs> yeah. Bernie is a guy who always had the guitar his whole career with his brilliant career as a Yankee center fielder, but has gone and made music his, his whole career. He went to college uh, and studied music. He's a unbelievable pl- uh, guy, which we found out the night where Joe Torrey had his event every year at the uh, Pierre. And you're talking about, you know, the Pierre Hotel, huge crowd, and Bruce Springsteen. And wow. Bernie comes out to play the guitar with Bruce Springsteen what? and we knocks did, the oh house down. And Were you Bruce, nervous? And Bruce Very turns nervous. and says, <laughs> Bruce tur- turns and says, he's actually great. I mean, he was he was flabbergasted, and he can play. His band is unbelievable. He's he got a killer said, band. He also said, you may be old for baseball, but for uh, <laughs> rock, you're a spring chicken. That's right. Rock and roll. <laughs> these guys last a long time, as you know. It's true. But you know that? What's new? What are you doing these days? Uh, well, we are uh, running this campaign uh, for breathless IPF. IPF is idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Okay. The disease that took my dad's life away okay. in 2001. And uh, we're teaming up with uh, Bear Ringer Engelheim uh, in this campaign to just raise awareness about the disease. Uh, about, hun- about 132,000 people suffer from IPF uh, in the United States. About 50,000 people get uh, diagnosed every year. It's a terminal disease, you know, from about three to five years lifespan once you get diagnosed. And uh, Is there you know, any cure? There's no cure. Okay. Uh, there's no known source. Uh, you know, that you can pinpoint this is the source of the disease. Uh, but we're trying to work really hard to try to find, uh, you know, do some research, you know, trying to find a cure for it. But it has been proven that uh, if you get uh, diagnosed early uh, enough, your quality of life improves. Uh, so we're encouraging people to go out and uh, if they find themselves with some of the symptoms, which are dry cough, uh, you know, uh, discomfort in your chest area, uh, unusual fatigue and tiredness when you t- do things that you usually mm-hmm. take for granted, like walking a flight of stairs or, or hiking, to go to your physician so they can refer you to a, a pulmonologist or a lung specialist that could determine whether or not you have IPF. Uh, and uh, because you want to rule that out, you really don't want that right. in your life. And do you uh, do an event somewhere for this? Or we actually last night. Oh, it was, was last night. Uh, wow. Last night I, I got a chance to play the national anthem. At the Trenton Thunder. Oh, you did? Double A. The Team Tebow was there. Nice. Right. Uh, and oh, yeah, pretty uh, good game, too. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good game. Tim, t- give me, listen, Tim <laughs> Tebow was a, a, a go- great college quarterback, an okay <laughs> NFL quarterback. He's 31. He's hitting 220. What is he doing? Well, and he all, they put him in the Austin game to sell tickets. Hey, he's on the I way up, man. cannot knock him out. And he's doing, he's, I mean, he's trying to live his dream. Yeah. You know? He's he 31. He's not dead yet, Mike. He, 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 he could was, be up uh, here. How old was... Uh, uh, He's actually hitting 260 now, I have to be fair. He is up to 260. But listen, let's be honest. His name is Tim Tebow. They just wanted to sell some tickets. That's the, why he's well, there. Well, that is yes. true. But yes. I, I remember Clay Bellinger. Right. He was kind of older. Did you see him swing the bat? Yes. He, Do you uh, think he can swing the bat? He is trying to hit every ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
make us flash. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's like every everything else. He is uh, trying to pay, you know, his dues and uh, trying He's to work his guy. way up. The guy's a great uh, guy. Yeah, and, uh, he is. Uh, his window of opportunity may be smaller than most right. players in that situation. He's one but, of these uh, rare people hard. who can draw a crowd anywhere. Anywhere. Like, anything are, he does. People are just incredibly fascinated with. If this guy shows up in Florida, like ten thousand people show up. Oh, yeah. He's like a he it's like a, rock like a star. remarkable NFL career. No, or no, he didn't. But he was a legend in Florida, yeah. a great player. But he, I think it's everything. It's the it's the religion. It's yes. the it's the lifestyle. I mean, if he wanted to run for He's senator, a if he ran for governor in Florida, he'd win by you know he, yes. he'd win by thirty twenty percent. I mean, he would. They, also, they love him. On that, Callaway says his odds are increasing at the potential of coming to the major. You areas. know, that is just uh, they're going to hear from <laughs> me when they bring him to New York. <laughs> that is not going to be fun pretty. Would it be? That oh please, would it be great? No, please. Yeah, I think, I don't know, the guy's man. a lifetime 20, 220 hitter in double A. I, I mean, we'll bring him to the majors. I see the weird, weird hey, things happen. Here's what I said. Yes. The night they do that, and they put him in the outfield, put Mr. Met in center field, okay? Put the mascot in center field. <laughs> hey, they'll draw okay? tickets for yeah, sure. That's it. that's it. And then Bozo the Clown on right. That should be the entire Not outfield. Bad. I mean, oh, it's no longer man, about baseball, okay? I mean, give me a break. Do <laughs> you have any, uh, you have any uh, things coming up? Any appearances? August 21st. Right. Uh, the, uh, no, July 21st, actually, okay. the Hartford Jazz Festival. All right. I'm going to be there with Elon Trotman and Nestor Torres with the Caribbean Connection, playing all Caribbean rhythms there. Nice. Uh, and, uh, he has a charity event every year. I went. I did a thing at his charity event last year. He had his all-star band there. And I'm no music expert. They were unbelievable. That band was unbelievable oh, that night. Are great. They are. So are you. But yeah. I mean, you're, that's your band. But that's a great band. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. We have Richie Canada, the old. Yeah. Uh, not old. I mean, yep. he's just from just Billy ter- Joel. Uh, yeah. T- tremendous yep. from Billy Joel. Uh, R- uh, Joel Rosenblatt, Chris Clark, Gene Perez, uh, Eric Pisa. I mean, Aaron Canada, his son. You know, he's a wonderful singer as well. Uh, so yeah, these guys are top of the line. Uh, what do you think of the Yankees right now? I think they're I think they're exciting, definitely exciting to watch. There's been a lot of talk about Machado and uh, Come I mean, on. I, you know, the right-handed hitter. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, every time you have an opportunity, is he is he one Give of me what, a, a, a generational player? Is one in a generation? Another right-handed hitter? I know, man, but This is the Yankees we're talking about. Can we have a couple of lefties or switch hitters <laughs> on the team? I mean, jeez. <laughs> When the season started, did you think that they were going to pick up uh, Giancarlo Stanton? No. no. Uh, but, yeah. you know, Vegeta had got boxed. He had to send him to the Yankees. Where else could he send him? Yeah, you know? That is true. That he is he true. wouldn't go anywhere else. But fine, I understood that they gave him to him. But to give up a kids then when they can sign him at the end of the year doesn't that make is any true. sense. That's, yeah, that may not. Might be giving away a Bernie Williams. Yeah, I was in the trading block for my whole career. <laughs> oh, man, that must have been nerve-wracking. Well, George, like, used to, you know, you know, George used to trade away all the kids. And when George went into exile, they snuck Bernie and Mariano through, yeah. and they stayed here, <laughs> and they became huge stars. But even wow. then, they wanted to trade him. They they had to lie for him. They, they said, well, we were trying to trade him, but nobody wants him. He's stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> they almost traded him once for a Canadian player, Larry Walker. Larry Walker. Oh. That's almost right. tra- it was a great hitter. Oof. Larry Walker for yeah, Bernie almost came up. Yeah, yeah that was one almost that, almost, that yeah, almost That's happened. so lucky that you were able to stay here. Yes. Just have that career here. Very fortunate. Very Whole, career Whole career in <gasps> pinstripes. 16 oh, years amazing. in center. Field. That's a that's a long time. It must be exciting watching them now. Just like they're they're such an exciting team to watch. The amount they of home are. runs are hitting every night. Yeah, they. I mean, it remind me a, a lot of the teams that we that I played in in the uh, late nineties and early two thousands. Although this team has a lot more firepower than we did. Yeah, but you guys were better. You got you know you didn't strike out as much. 
You know that, and well, and they have to win first. They haven't won. You guys mm-hmm. did. That is true. You won. That is true. You won all the time. I mean, let's be honest. You know, you won enough championships. You won, you won four championships in, in six years. You know, you played in the World Series. Shabby. You know, so and Bernie, the years he was in the majors, was the winningest single player in the majors. He played more winning games than any player in the major leagues. That's why they hopped me in spring training. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta rub, wow. we gotta rub it off, man. Yeah. We gotta try to get that winning thing into all the players, but. Well, it's always I, a pleasure. I know you're bouncing around. I know you got stuff to do, but thanks for stopping yeah. in. I appreciate it. Thank I you. I really appreciate the time. Good yeah, to see you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bernie Williams, be back right after this. All right. You're going away to play in a golf. T- Are you a good golfer? No, not not great. Can you play? Not great. I can play. I can play. And also, you're I like to, to incorporate a, a couple of drinks in there. But I'm, you're playing with a, in an NHL tournament? Yeah. I mean, they needed to diversify the field, let's just say. So. Right. Having covered the NHL, I know a lot of the guys I was invited up to this tournament in Kelowna, BC. Are you a were you a Maple Leaf fan growing up? Yeah, of course. I'm You're I, still a Maple oh, Leaf fan. By the way, I'm very sorry to the Islanders faithful. Thank the Lord. John Tavares coming home, baby. Leafs Nation, let's go. Hey, are you a big Maple Leaf fan? Huge. And the Le- That's Maple the one Le- team I've allowed now, myself to still cheer for. I'm not a big hockey guy. I don't know, but I do know this. Maple Leafs haven't won in a million years. Yeah, a million, a million years. And now Lou Lamarillo is back here. If that was the trade, Tavares for Lou Lamarillo, the oh, Islanders got the better part of the trade. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they. Kyle Dubas, the younger assistant Lou's general a, manager, Lou's is already on the way up. He is, but they got three years of him. Now he's back. They couldn't even keep Tavares with Trotz no, they, and Lou Lamorello. Listen, I, you know, I think it's he was. Toughie. I think he had had enough. And listen, it, the franchise had been so bad for so long. Uh, I think the only thing that would, if he had been honest with them, they could have traded him. That's the only thing that could have happened. But you know what? I don't blame him because he kept his mouth closed all the time he did. and played hard. He did. And he had a great piece in the Players Tribune about leaving um, the island. If you're an Islanders fan, don't now, read Toronto's the second got, half of they it. they got great young players, That's too. the thing. they got They're, a couple of really good young players. Austin Matthews, right. Mitch Marner. You've right. got William Nylander. You've got a ton of guys that, like, they're on the up and up. Right. So, for Toronto, this is the best Do it's ever Do you know Ovechkin? Yeah, I interviewed him before. How wild was that? See, I got Amazing. a big kick out of watching that. him win because I watched him at the Garden when I went to the playoff games. And I never go except for the playoff games, but I do. That guy put so much effort out every year and got his heart broken. I was happy to see him win. Well, that's the thing. Everyone wanted to see him win, even though he's a guy that just hangs around in the face-off circle and waits for that amazing one-timer. He deserved that Stanley Cup. The Vegas story was amazing as well. But you want to see a guy like that win and then also rip it up. They, he was at the World Cup. He brought the Stanley Cup there. Oh, he did? Yeah. he did. By the way, I was told strict orders for months. What? No soccer talk. Well, tell me who's going to win. <laughs> uh, wait, the finals is tomorrow? No. Is it tomorrow? No, Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Okay. Now, By we... the way, Mike, it was a great game. England lost. Oh, my gosh. It was so, so sad So it's yesterday. Croatia and France. France. Who wins? It's going to be good. I th- yeah, honestly, no one. Wait, cr- did you cover soccer, right? So who wins? Yeah, tell me who wins. I think, uh, man, there's so much firepower with France, but Croatia Croatia's looking real hot right now. They So Croatia's got the best team in the world? No, I don't. They definitely don't have the best team, but the players that have been able to squeak by through some of these opponents, they look good. The thing is, France had to go through a whole lot more than Croatia did. On, on the different brackets, you know, you saw Brazil go out, Argentina go out, Portugal. That was on one side that France had to go through. The other side, Croatia, uh, I mean, they beat trip. England. They, they got an easy trip. Yeah. But they are very good. It's going to be a good final. What would have been better was France-England. Would have been oh, off the charts. Obviously. I mean, but, you know, that's a lot of history. Yeah, so World Cup final, we'd have 20 seconds. 
decent. Listen, I'm not against it. I just can't watch it. it I, I just I don't know enough about the nuances of the sport. You watch penalty kicks. To find kicks. it in, interesting. I just I. The, what goes on in the stands is more interesting because they're yeah. so intense. Oh, I mean, they got flare guns. They've crazy. got crazy. People are naked. They're, they're just nuts. nuts. How, yeah, they really yeah. are. It's a, it's amazing how intense the world is and about all of, the like, whole the thing. And all of like the stories beyond, like right. outside of it too, have been. I, I think you saw what was it? Um, Mexico got the South Korean ambassador drunk after South Korea beat Germany. And, like, there's just all these weird things that happen outside. And plus, Ronaldo, I saw, gets a million dollars an episode on his TV show, which is not bad. A million an episode. Hey, man, that's the guy you got to chase. He's the only one ahead of you right now, Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Is he the one who did the commercial (laughs) and, like, they're all looking in the the hallway with that commercial? Is that him who's supposed to be looking, like, opening the door and all the maids are looking? Is he, that's him? That's him it's because him? he's the guy's got the supposedly got you know yeah, this great stuck body. out of his hotel room. Yeah, the, he's got kids you know, always seem to make their way into his hotel room. But they somehow. were making the point that he couldn't get in. He got locked out in a towel, and all the girls are watching him because he's supposedly got this really yeah. He, he's got he a great has body a fine specimen of uh, a body, athletic right. body. Oh, yes, but he makes. He makes more money than anybody, right? Yep. He makes more, more money even than, than LeBron, LeBron James or yes. anybody else. Well, more power Puts to him. Puts it into perspective. More for power sure. to him. Thanks for coming and on. Good luck to you. That was Soccer Talk, Mike. Thank always you. thank you. Tell Mickey we said hello. I will. I'm sure he's listening <laughs> to yeah. the fan it at home right listen. now. No, he, he. I told him we said lots of good things about him. All right. Thanks. Good Thanks, to see you. Mike. All right. When we come back, Aaron Boone back after this.